five quick divrei Torah on the parsha with Rabbi Gil, student of TorahMusings.com. Vayeshev. Number one, the prophecy. The parsha begins in Bereshit Lamazayin Aleph. Vayeshev Yaakov be'eretz megurei aviv, and Yaakov dwelled in the land of his father's sojourning, be'eretz Canaan, in the land of Canaan. And the phrasing is clunky, it seems superfluous. It could have just said, Vayeshev Yaakov be'eretz Canaan, and Yaakov dwelled in Eretz Canaan. What's the extra phrasing of Be'eretz Megurei Aviv? Rav Avedar Nevensal in his Mitzion Bechlal Yofi explains that this is telling us about the fulfillment of the Nevoah that Avram received, the promise that Avram received in the Bruce Bein Abisarim in Parsha Zachlucha, in Bereshit Tempah of Yud Gimel. Ger Zaracha Be'eretz Olahem, that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs. For 400 years, the Jews would be, the Avram's descendants, the Jews would be strangers in a land that does not belong to them. And we know in retrospect that the clock of the, that started ticking of those 400 years with the birth of Yitzhak. So it says of Nebensal, that is what this Pesach is telling us. It's Ve'yeshev Yaakov Be'eris Megurei Aviv, in the land where his father was a stranger, where Yitzhak was a stranger from his birth, in Eris Canaan, a land that was not theirs. And this is telling us that not only with Yitzhak, but even with Yaakov, the Nevuah continued to be fulfilled so that Kalal Yisrael could be redeemed from Egypt early, uh, which was 400 years from Yitzhak's birth. Number two, think beyond yourself. Yaakov loved Yosef more than other uh, the, than the other brothers. Bereshit Lamed Zayin Gimel says, "Ve'Yisrael Ahavetz Yosef Mikol Banav Yisrael." Yaakov loved Yosef more than any of his other brothers. Kiven Zekunim Hu Lo, because he was his Ben Zekunim. Ve'Asalokesanus Pasim, and he made for him a colorful coat. What does Ben Zekunim mean? Uncleus translates Ben Zekunim as Bar Chakim, smart. He was wise. Yosef was the wisest of all the brothers. And but the question is, Rav Shal Yisraeli asked this in the and when speaking at the launch of his famous sefer Parakim b'Machshavas Yisrael, I think in 1954, as recorded in the sefer Siach Shol on Parshas Vayeshev. So he asked, if Yosef was so smart, then how could he accept the kesonas pasim from Yaakov, the kesonas pasim, the colorful coat that separated ya- Yosef from all his brothers, created the division. Between them, and also Yosef brought the dibasam ra. He brought the bad, bad words, the bad news about what his brothers were doing to Yaakov, and he told the dreams to the brothers, which also angered them. How could Yosef, who was so smart and was a tzaddik, uh, how could he do these things that caused sowed such division between him and his brothers? So exp- explains Rab Shal Yisraeli, Yosef was a tzaddik, Yosef was a wise man, everything he did was correct and right and righteous, but it's, that's not enough. It's not enough to do the right thing. You also have to look outside yourself and think about how others perceive you, how people with different perspectives coming from different walks of life, how they perceive what you're doing and what you're saying. And even though Yosef was doing everything right, he didn't stop to think what his brothers perceived about that, and that small, that tiny little failing, doing everything right, but still not not thinking about how other people perceive you, that led to such great machlokas. Number three, honoring your father to death. Yaakov tells Yosef to go find his brothers, in and Yosef replies, Hineni. It's a strange response to that request. Rashi explains that Yosef knew that his brothers uh, hated him, and it was dangerous for his life to go to find them, And but he said he would go anyway because of the mitzvah of Kibar Aveim, of honoring his father, he obeyed him. And the pre-Megadim in his asks, how could Yosef decide to follow to follow his father's command 
despite the life danger. We only say, Yeharig Val Yavor, if you have a mitzvah to do, uh, if you have a choice between giving up your life or violating a mitzvah, you give up your life. We only say that by idolatry, adultery, and bloodshed. For every other mitzvah, you should n- you should violate that mitzvah rather than give up your life. So how could Yosef choose to give up his life, to to risk his life for the mitzvah of Kibbut of Aim against the halacha? The Primagodim explains, uh, based on the Nimuki Yosef, quoting the Kesef Mishnah in Hilchos Yisodi HaTorah, Perakei Halacha Dalid, the Rambam says you're not allowed to give up your life uh, except for those three mitzvahs. And the Nimuki Yosef says, however, the Rambam would agree that if you're an Adam Gadol, if you're an important person, and you see that the, the generation has a problem with this mitzvah, Dora's parts bechach, they're not fulfill, the generation in general is not fulfilling this mitzvah, and this Adam Gadol wants to make a point, he's allowed to give up his, knife, his life in order to f- fulfill this mitzvah and make a Kiddush Hashem so that everyone should learn to fulfill this mitzvah. So Yosef too was an Adam Gadol, and he saw that in his generation people not respecting their fathers, and therefore he was willing to be Moser Nefesh, to give up his life, to fulfill this mitzvah, to make a Kiddush Hashem as an Adam Gadol. And the Prima Gadam adds that we see from this also that in Parshas Vayetzi, when Yosef is born, that's when Yaakov decided to leave Lavan and to go confront Esav, and Rashi explains because once Yosef was born, he was a Sitno Shal Esav, he was the accuser of Esav. Says the Primagadim, because Yosef was great in the midst of Kibbut of Aim, just like Esau was, and therefore Yosef had the strength to stand up to Esau, and once Yaakov had Yosef with him, he was able to confront Esau. Number four, get the message. After Yosef died, the brothers tried to comfort Yaakov. However, the Puzzle tells us in Bereshus, Lamed Zayin, Lamed Yaakov could not be comforted. Rashi explains that there's a special decree, a blessing from Hashem, that after mourning, after you mourn, an appropriate time, that any person will forget, not, not really forget, but they'll be comforted and they'll be able to move on with their lives. However, Yaakov, because Yosef didn't die, he was really alive, so Yaakov could not be comforted. He did not have that special blessing, so therefore the mourning continued year after year after year. However, the question is, if so, why didn't Yaakov realize that he could, because of, from the fact that he couldn't be comforted, doesn't that mean that Yosef was still alive? So why did Yaakov think, uh, why didn't Yaakov realize it? Why didn't he get the message? So the Taz in his Divrei Dover explains that that is true, that after a year goes by, so then if you're not comforted, then it, that should mean that the person you're mourning is still alive. However, that only means he was alive a year ago. It could be that he has subsequently died. So Yaakov, fine, he knew that Yosef had not died previously, but he didn't know that he was still alive, so he continued mourning, because it could be that Yosef just died now, after traveling, being in in dangerous situation, as a slave or whatever, for year after year. So Yaakov never knew whether Yosef was alive or not, and therefore he continued mourning. David Pardo, in his Masculine David, offers a different explanation, that maybe Yaakov thought that tzaddikim b'misosam nikraim chaim, Atzadik, even when they're dead, they're considered alive. They're called alive. It's a Gemara. So maybe Yaakov thought, since Yosef was a tzaddik, therefore he's considered as if he's still alive, and therefore there's no such gezerah, there's no such bracha from Hashem that he should be nishtakach minalev, that the mourner should overcome the mourning. Number five, the importance of Parah's cup. When Yosef is explaining the butler's dream to him, he tells him that he will be reinstated, and in Bereshit's Mem Yud Gimel, he says, When you're reinstated, you will give Paro his cup into his hand. The Meshechachma explains that this 
the singular nouns used in this phrase express how strong the reinstatement will be in Yosef's interpretation. Normally, if if a butler had even if there was even a bit of a suspicion about the butler, what Paro would do is have the butler pour wine into two cups. Paro chooses which cup to take. Have the butler drink first, and then Paro will drink and that, from the other cup. And that way, Paro will make sure that it's, there's no poison. There's no nothing, nothing to worry about. But since the dream says, "Venosata kos Paro biado," you will give the cup of Paro. Paro is one cup into his hand. There's no nothing else going on. Paro will have full, complete faith in you. There will not be, even be a bit of a suspicion about the butler after it's reinstated. Mm-hmm.